Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 2018, and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many of your ideas, as many of our ideas as we like, but only one will make it through to the next stage, where it will be named in the New Year's Honours list for services to creativity. I'm Joel, a man who puts the ass in brass, and across from me is John Harris, a man whose New Year's resolution is to avenge the death of the radio star. I'll get it. I'll get it this year. You'll finally kill video. Six years. But I will get it. You'll get it. Every year. Every year. Since 2012. Every year at the stroke of midnight, you say, I'll avenge your death to the sky. The new year of 2012, as the countdown was happening, just by chance we were playing that song. As it struck midnight, I just thought, wait a second. Who's doing anything (laughs) about this? It's like a charity single that no one paid attention to. Yeah. It's actually a very serious message. Yeah. Someone's been holding the radio star hostage for a long time. And I'm going to get it this time. <laughs> You're going to avenge that death. Welcome to 2018, John. Oh, thank you. Why don't you kick off the year with a film idea? Uh, oh, that rhymed. Here's one. Jonathan's Creek. Uh, we got this one on Twitter. Uh, DMs to us. Always welcome to slide into our DMs. We yeah, are they're open, baby. Gloriously open. Wide open. Jonathan's Creek. And it took me so long to get this that I thought the person had just like written two words. <laughs> Because I was like, I know Jonathan Jonathan Creek is a thing because that's a name of a character played by Alan Davis who's like a magician stroke crime detective. Yeah, yeah. there is no end to the combination of profession and, and also crime detective, is there? And Dawson's Creek, that's where the apostrophe S, yeah. that's the difference between Jonathan and Jonathan's Creek, is uh, the original teen American drama from and, the 90s. And where does the Wine Jacobs Creek factor into this? I don't know. Some product placement opportunities maybe? Yeah, sponsored by. Sponsored I remember. By Didn't you sponsor Friends? Yeah, right. So we've got to have quite. They're quite intelligent monologues. That's all I know. That Dawson's Creek had weirdly intelligent. Yeah, yeah. Teenagers. I've seen it parodied a lot of times. So like they're always by a lake. Yeah. Or, or no, probably a creek. Let's be honest. Or if you get creeks in England, what is a creek? You know what a creek is. It's like a big stream. Why wouldn't you get a creek in England? I just never heard. You think they go from stream to ra- river? Stream to river, yeah. No, I've. Have you ever heard of a creek in the UK? No, but it must be. Why? I don't know. It's, it might just be an American word, but it's not because Jonathan's got one. <laughs> yeah, no, Jonathan doesn't have one. It's his surname. <laughs> it's, it oh, own. okay. What, so he's Surnames. born at a creek. <laughs> Surnames don't necessarily mean you own the thing, Joel. Do you own a grove? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got a little row of trees. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what about the entire cast of Dawson's Creek is murdered? Oh, and that's sad. Whilst Jonathan magician is touring America. What, solving crime? Oh, he's... Doing magic. magic. He's not touring America solving crime. Why not? <laughs> when, do you, when have you ever seen on Ticketmaster a tour of crime solving? <laughs> well, can't, I assume you can't buy tickets to it. But you can do... You can't buy tickets to when the army do a tour of Afghanistan, John. <laughs> a tour isn't exclusively something you buy tickets to. Why not? Well, That's what I ask. Look, maybe this will be the year. <laughs> Front row seats. The the magic side of things really kicked off. Maybe he's, he's like left the life of crime of crime solving behind him. Yeah, because it's too it's too much. It's too harsh, mm. and he wants to really just push on with the magic stuff, and he wants to break America. Yeah, which is where the big magicians come from. Copperfield. It's because we are too cynical. 
You think? Yeah. It's not... We're too cynical for magic here. But in America, they lap it up. They love it. They just love everything. They love stuff. They love to be entertained. Didn't Copperfield do something insane, like steal the Eiffel Tower? It was something mad like that, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, he just made he like made the Statue of Liberty disappear. Oh, that was it, yeah. But, I mean, he didn't. Didn't he? <laughs> I mean, to, like, what he did was he made it appear in one camera that the yeah, Statue yeah, of Liberty yeah. disappeared. Yeah. It wasn't like there were people in the street around him going, Whoa! Shit! <laughs> people just started falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah, tourists. There's a sign, guys, don't climb the Statue <laughs> yeah. of Liberty today because uh, David Copperfield's Copperfield in town to disappear. Right. What about, just by chance, the Dawson's Creek cast? Are we doing it now? Are they all older? Because it was all late 90s, both of these shows. No, it's got to be late 90s, isn't it? All right, late 90s. So it's like a year after both shows finish. Yep. Jonathan Creek is suddenly a big-name magician. Of course. Touring America. The Dawson's Creek cast go to watch his show. I like it. Lights up at the end. They're all dead. Well, maybe there's a lights-out bit for one of his tricks. Yeah. And it's just spotlight on him. Although that's that's just a show. What I've done there is describe <laughs> the light lighting for a show. So, so what's going to happen, John, is before the show starts, the lights in the house where everyone sits yeah. are going to go down. The house. They're in a is house. <laughs> yeah, the house lights go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, but I think there's a complete blackout for a part of it. Yeah, for one of the tricks, and then he he's, he says he's going to make his glamorous assistant disappear. Nice lights come out. All everyone's disappeared apart from him. Good. And Very he has good. To work out. Yeah. How so the only people that went to see him were the cast of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> That's because he did a show in Dawson's Creek. <laughs> he did it like in a little shed next to the yeah, creek. Look, next to the creek. I Also, I did a Google. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence that creeks exist in the UK. I can't <laughs> find a single listed creek in the UK. If you live near a creek, let us know. I thought, when Joel started that sentence, I thought you were going to say there's no evidence that creeks exist at all. <laughs> like you start a new conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, I think a creek might just be like a US name for a stream. And so Jacob's Creek is in America, isn't it? So... Yeah, if it was an, we say, if it was an we English say up one, a creek without a paddle. Interesting, isn't it? It's just a great it's, etymology it, stuff. It's great. Welcome to the illusionist. <laughs> right, I think that's good. Uh, he just he works it out. Do we do we have to work out how he works it no out? No way. No way. No, we're just elevator pitching here. Yeah, God. Um, what I didn't say was so this was disc- this was uh, given to us on mm-hmm. uh, Twitter by a user called Aspect Twenty Eight. Right, so I couldn't tell ratio. you the name. Yeah. <laughs> However, I thought I'll do a little bit of digging. Their bio, Tyrannosaurus Shred, King of the Kings of Dinosaurs, Shredzilla. Wow. Which sounds like a much more interesting I, film. I imagine it would be very difficult for um, a dinosaur to play a guitar because of the tiny arms. But like in modern terms, like yeah, traditionally shredding is a guitar thing, but isn't like now I think of people say shred, I think that it means getting ripped. And I'm sure dinosaurs Oh, yeah, shredding. When I moved into my house that I now live in... You got shredded. I, I got absolutely shredded. <laughs> there were some things left behind by the previous tenant in my room, and one of them was a book called The Shredded Chef, and it was a really hunky man on the front holding some lettuce. Thanks for asking, John. The other two things that he left behind were um, <laughs> a tub of creatine powder yeah, and a second book, Rediscover Catholicism. What? It's an intro. He's clearly a complex guy. I've seen enough pictures of Jesus on the cross to know he was pretty shredded. Yeah, he was absolutely ripped. He was just finding his inner Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to get ri- get as ripped as Jesus. Is that a, is that some sort of religious Yeah. It's a new, exercise it's a new plan? sect. Yeah. Shre- shredded c- Catholic. Run up the, wherever the mount was or the yeah. sermon was 12 times. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Uh, would you like another idea from me or you, would you like to go? Uh, I'll give you one. Go on. I'll give you one. Lee's got in touch. And now... 
what's happening here is Lee is clearly watching um, some trash over the Christmas holidays. You know when they put any old movie on? Yeah. Clearly he's been watching Austin Powers films. And Lee wants to know why they stopped making them. Okay. Because there's 26 James Bond films. There's three Austin Powers films. All with a, a sort of a take on an existing James Bond film. Why did they stop? Okay. It's a good question, right? Yeah. Are we going to uh, we getting like oh, new not, Canadian am comedians I, am to I play saying, Bond? Am I saying we do a pun on all 26 James Bond movies off the cuff? No. <laughs> no, the answer is no. Okay, okay. They're not, they're not difficult so to do. Fingers, they're not difficult gold, to do. They're called like, been done. it would be like you only shag twice, wouldn't it, basically? It's not... <laughs> Dr. Blow? On a Shagasty secret service. What was that? Dr. Blow? Dr. Blow is very good. See, Thank it's you. so easy. It's so easy. What's Skyfall? Thunderballs? What's Thunderballs? <laughs> What's like, the new ones are harder though, I think. Like um, Skyfall and Spectre. Yeah, they are quite, maybe that's why they stopped. Maybe, maybe, the, ah, here's what happened. The creators of James Bond got so annoyed with the Austin Powers franchise, they made the titles of the films difficult to spin. Do do you remember the like the terrible T-shirt that you could you know right? So we Joel and I live in London, and there there are so many weird tourist shops. I don't really understand how they stay afloat. Yeah, they sell and the, tat shops, tat shops. But they so they sell London-based tat, but they also sell like really bad pun T-shirts, like yeah. comedy T-shirts, like Alien with a spliff saying "Take me to your dealer," kind of that kind of level. <laughs> on right? that, on, <laughs> on that note. There's a shopping counter. Really tickled him. There's a shopping counter that sells this hat that I'm obsessed with, right? And I always think, has anyone in the history of time bought this hat? And it's a hat with the classic marijuana leaf all over it. Yeah. And on the front of the hat, it just says, I love the Kush. <laughs> <laughs> Who designed and made that hat? And who has ever bought and worn that hat I love it I'm absolutely obsessed with it the hat's always there on Canon High Street I don't know if they only ever made one if it's a collector's piece but yeah how much do you have to love the Kush to buy that hat <laughs> but I want to know I might wear it ironically though because I hate the Kush I hate it <laughs> you hate oh, Kush oh. so my point was going to be that those crappy t-shirts maybe the Austin Powers on Spectre is uh, FBI which is female body in Spectre Spectre very good very good very good <laughs> Um, yeah, would we get a new comedy actor, or, is, or unlike Bond, what? do we just get Mike Myers to do everything? Oh, I like one? the idea of that. That, that. Yeah, we change up every few years. Well, we're, we're following the Drake. model of Bond. <laughs> it has to be a Canadian. Yeah, it has to be a Canadian. I so, think Drake. The the I mean, if we're going by the that rule, and I actually think there is a genuinely really good young youngish comedy actor from Canada, Who's Ryan that? Reynolds. Oh. He would actually be quite good, and he's quite he's quite hunky and bondy anyway, and could do the funny stuff. He's more bondy than Mike Myers ever was. You are, yeah, because Mike Myers isn't really remotely bondy. No. Um, all right. Does so he have what we're saying teeth? is, he has to do the teeth. <laughs> okay. He has to wear the stupid frilly clothes. Clothes, yeah. Um, what we're saying is, we want the Austin Powers franchise to reinvent itself. Mm. Or no, not even reinvent itself. Just go the way of James Bond. Should they become? You know how the recent James Bonds have become a bit more Jason Bourne. Should the new Austin Powers become a bit grittier? Yeah. How do you make gritty with funny? All, good question. But I'm imagining it's still got all of the, the camp costumes and behaviour, mm. but just with really gritty fight scenes. Really <laughs> horrible, visceral fight scenes. Like real blood and Like bruising. he gouges someone's eye out with that male sign pendant that he wears around his neck and things like that. Okay. I like it. Well, so basically what, what Lee wants to know is why do they kill off Austin Powers franchises? Which, the Austin Powers franchise. We don't know. We, we don't know. And we say they shouldn't have done. No. Bring him on. 
Well, I'd like there to be. I'd like eventually there to be more Austin Powers films than there are James Bond films. Yeah, and for it to be more successful. Yeah, let's do that. Go on, give us another one. This one's from Carol. Mm-hmm. Lawn of the Dead. I'm not sure. So Lawn of the. I'm not sure if it takes place in a garden or if it's a zombie gardening. Oh, both good. I immediately imagined it in like a home base. So you know how Ooh. Dawn of the Dead, they end up in a shopping centre. Mm. In this one, they get locked in a home base and they have to utilise the things in home base. What about it happens at Chelsea Flower Show? Excellent. <laughs> That's great. So they have to, I'm not sure. So they have to, the people running Chelsea Flower Show mm-hmm. know that there's a zombie invasion apocalypse happening, but they're trying to save face and keep the competition running whilst zombies take over slowly. Good. That's very good. There you go, Carol. That's, what more do you want? What more do you want? Zombie film at Chelsea Flower Show. That is good. Or at Q. I don't know. Any gardening place. A posh West London garden <laughs> is where it's going to happen. Would you like one from me? Yes, please. So this is from Oscar. It's untitled. Working title was MBE the movie. Uh, and Oscar suggested that people that get awarded honours in the New Year's honours list become part of a royal death cult. So there's more to getting awarded an honour than meets the eye. Ooh. There's like, you know, the, the ceremony that the public can see and then you get ushered into another room where you're really indoctrinated. Like Blood Brothers. Like Blood Brothers. And the reason they won't give John Ronson one... So you know every year John, Ron- uh, John Ronson does his whole thing on Twitter where he, he faux complains that he's not been awarded an honours. Yeah. Right? The reason is because he would expose it. Oh. So that's why they won't award him an honour. Yeah. It's because he would get in there and, you know, I'm John Ronson. So, yeah. Did, did you, have you listened to The Butterfly Effect? Yes. Porn. Did you find the way he said porn, porn. really weird? Free porn. So John Ronson, he's like a British I'm investigative a journalist and he sounds like Joel's impression. And <laughs> every were... year he does the still no bloody MBE thing. Yeah. And the best was like, I think one of the British tabloids did an article about it. About him complaining. Like yeah, completely yeah, yeah, yeah. po face, yeah. not understanding that it was clearly a joke. Wait, what was the title of the film? I swear there's like a, there's some sort of knighthood. Like there's some sort of, very good. Some sort of like, yeah, yeah. Like a clan thing, but I like it. I'm always a, a, a royalty conspiracy theory. We're up for it. It's my bread and butter. But what's the aim of this cult? Because it's got quite a varied list of people in, in into it. Is it a bit like the Masons? Yeah, I thought it was a bit Masonic. Like yeah. they run the country. Uh, what's the Illuminati? That kind of like. Yeah, so that's they're the true Illuminati. Yeah, or because at the minute there's this weird balance in politics where politicians and politics have all the actual power and the monarchy just don't have any real say Mm -hmm. but for some reason prince charles decides nah i want to i want to go back old school nice i want to you know i want to have some say over what happens in this country in fact i want to have all of the say of what happens in Mm. this country and so he presses a button maybe it's like the dark mark in uh harry nice does a thing all the knights have to come together and fight they're like sleeper agents yeah that's good that is good so all knights are sleeper agents for prince charles and there's this bit right where clegg is so torn between (laughs) whether to murder tim (laughs) farron or prince charles and he's like looking from one to the other from one to the other because does he betray his political roots because now he's a sir yeah and does he fight for the royals? I don't think he'd have tr- trouble f- killing Farron. I think it'd be Cable that he'd really oh, struggle with. Vince Cable. Yeah, you couldn't kill Cable. No. I like this film, my dear. There I you actually go. think it's great. Well, then, why don't you say thank you very much to Oscar? Thank you very much, Oscar. He says you're welcome. We will thank you in our Oscar speech. <laughs> hey! As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. 
And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you got other one? I mean, I'm going to say this one out loud. Good. <laughs> another way. I mean, otherwise, what am I supposed to guess it? <laughs> right, I'm going to mime this one for you, Joe. <laughs> no, I'm going to say this one from Jane, and I'm, I don't think we should actually like develop on it at all we should mm-hmm. just okay. let this one just exist nice. in the ether Craig, David and Goliath uh, what <laughs> what about this one from Steve Fellowship of the Ring goo so it's the it's the Lord of the Rings but yeah okay but it's the Japanese so horror they, film they've got to get a videotape to Mordor I don't think they have videos there and it's, <laughs> so like yeah alright it's a scroll so it's some sort of like Scroll. Nice. If people look at it, what happens? They get. Gollum's quite ringy. Yeah. In the way he moves, he is. Would absolutely love to see another remake of The Ring, but with Andy Serkis doing motion capture. <laughs> uh, you know what? Now I think about it, the Fellowship of the Ringu is like quite. There's a thing that they have. The Ring turns people evil. Gollum is a creature created by being corrupted by the ring. Mm-hmm. This is all like you could definitely just replace the like tape with that, yeah. and they die seven days later. And so, so what about Ringu? Oh, go on. But it's just a horror Pingu, <laughs> and I don't know. Pingu gets something happens to Pingu. There's an incredible. I, I've never seen the ring. I sort of vaguely know what happens. Oh, oh yeah, I'd, I've not seen it either because I'm a massive pansy. Yeah, because we're scared of films. Of films in general. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we doing this podcast? Uh, the ring you watch a tape you die seven days later you get a call saying that you're going to die seven days later another Craig David reference there <laughs> maybe Craig David met this girl and had a fling with her what he met the girl from the ring yeah <laughs> and that's what the and song seven love, days is about he, he's, like, he's like love all week yeah. because he he's like we never find out what happens at the end of that seven days <laughs> he dies and he knows <laughs> he's going to die <laughs> so he just makes the most of that week yeah, so in inverted- That's brilliant. He chills on Sunday in inverted commas, but actually Dies. he's just prepping. Kills on Sunday. <laughs> Wait, kills. Like, he goes on a killing spree because he's got nothing to live for. No, he- killed on Sunday, he says. <laughs> so the song is chilled on Sunday, but really he's saying killed on Sunday. Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Killed, killed on. on- <laughs> no, no, I was killed, on, killed Sunday. on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Seven days. The song about the ring. <laughs> 
I think we've covered both of those perfectly fine. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Do you feel it's time for our own ideas? Yeah, why not? Good, okay. So, should I go first? Yes, please. It's topical, John, oh, given God. the time of year. Uh, in the way that I normally always only ever do these things, uh, it's just a title. Yeah. But I think it's a fucking good title. Mm-hmm. New Year's Evil. Okay. New Year's Evil. That's good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a horror I ha- film. I, I, can't, I thought of it, and I haven't Googled it because I'm convinced it's probably been done. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a ho- it's obviously a horror film. I reckon, is it like a New Year's Eve party that goes horribly wrong at the stroke of midnight? Is there a killer at the party that no one knows the identity of? What's going on here? Are they listening to Video Kill the Radio Star and they have this revelation? Are they watching the Hootenanny and at midnight a demented Jules Holland climbs out of the screen and kills everyone <laughs> in the room? <laughs> I'd watch that. That'd be great. I like this. I think We've done this before, like about the whole like, a great horror tension thing of the countdown so I like the idea that it's just a party that goes wrong and it's not actually about counting down to mid the, yep, the cool. thing doesn't have to necessarily just happen at midnight maybe everyone's dead when midnight hits oh so someone is going through the party killing everyone yeah and for some reason they have to kill everyone at the party mm-hmm. without other people noticing yeah. all before midnight yep or something or even get, worse yeah, happens the Jules Holland thing <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's uh, the- New Year's Eve you might not know this because you might not have been selected before but on New Year's Eve one house in the UK has to perform <laughs> minimum 10 sacrifices to appease the god of Jules Holland do you know that? yeah you must have like a folklore yeah. thing um, but yeah so a house will be selected at random <laughs> which is having a New Year's Eve party and someone will be instructed to sacrifice everyone at that party or else Jules Holland will be made angry and will wreak revenge across the UK the Hootenanny is a big musical party that happens on the BBC in the UK, hosted yeah. by Jules Holland, who's a musical legend and yeah. host and boogie woogie man. And boogie man, in this instance. Oh, he's the boogie woogie man! <laughs> yes! Oh, yes, that's so... Oh, God. Well, I know which film's winning this week. Yeah, I like the idea. also like the idea that... Um, <laughs> so, the last person is watching the Hootenanny. Yeah. Completely chill, because he doesn't know that this everyone else has died yeah. and so our, lead, our leading like, character boogie, boogie is there piano. behind maybe with like a hammer yeah. or an axe nice. or something about to kill him but also he can't the guy watching this all he sees is a normal hootenanny yeah he just sees the countdown mm-hmm. people drinking prosecco yeah. great time but what we see from the protagonist point of view is like the ringu like yeah, climbing out yeah, of tv nice. jules holland yeah and then she obviously kills the last person at this party and then he gets sucked back into the telly like, yeah, yeah, yeah ladies and gentlemen <laughs> elbow <How many? laughs> and then elbow play one day yeah. like this with an yeah. orchestra yeah <laughs> beautiful that's a, I mean that's a great movie yeah better than the one I've got what have you got so I don't know if you've been on uh, Twitter or the internet recently but there was this, occasionally there was this image that went round that I just think was begging for a movie, right? Uh, and it was called. Did you ever see uh, these flyers that went round New York? Bathe in my milk. Oh, Joel, this is great. Google bathe in my milk and find the website. Please run us through the images as you see them. Okay, <laughs> this is not nice. <laughs> so what's happening here is there are men of varying ethnicity and age and levels of shred <laughs> in what looks like a bath of milk it kind of looks like milk of magnesia kind of yeah sluicy sort of stuff and a scary old lady standing next to them just sort of <laughs> posing what is happening here what's happening here well that's the question i need answered john 
What is this? So it started off as a flyer, and the the thing is, what do you mean it started off as a flyer? If in uh, okay, so you got all these images, <laughs> and at the bottom just a link that says, "If interested, please email me right away." <laughs> would you not like to bathe in her milk? I think I would. <laughs> so the flyer went viral. Well, not viral, but it went around people. And the thing is, it's it's obviously it's a brilliant setup. It looks really convincing but it's it must be some sort of setup but the woman yeah. the woman so there's different men in this same bath the the, the bathroom is like horrendous covered in stains it's yeah. disgusting it's something from a horror does film does it say a lot about me that i didn't mention that when i was <laughs> describing the bathroom <laughs> looks like a normal, so bathroom. A normal little bathroom here <laughs> i can't see anything too weird and the the thing is so there's a man in the bath looking quite po-faced mm-hmm. all every time like not enjoying it but not having yeah. a terrible time quite just blank faced and the woman is stood in different places in the room in each image and in the final image she stood outside of the room yeah looking in i don't like it <laughs> it made me feel quite uncomfortable what happens when when the man goes to bathe in this lady's milk well that's what we need to know yeah yeah so is it like a found footage film Ooh, found photos she, apparently found- she'll do it in milk almond or soy which is nice if you're a vegan. <laughs> like you get there and you're like, I'm I'm down with all this creepy, yeah, creepy setup. weird as fuck shit, yeah. but I'm a vegan, so yeah. I'm gonna have to say no. She said she brings out the almond milk. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh great. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know because the brilliant thing about this is it's unexplained, and I I kind of want to make a film, but actually the more I think about it, the less I want to know. Mm. How do you? I assume all these people, all these men, disappear when they bathe in in the milk. Oh, so man. all these yeah. right so a bunch of men right we follow a detective and a bunch of men have gone missing and she has to find out why all these men have gone missing yeah. so she halfway through the film she discovers that all these men are in these photos that have gone missing and whenever you uh, it's like one of those things where if you call up for the the location isn't ever like discussed until you go there right so you, she can't just go to this yeah, yeah, she yeah. can't call up also I think in the poster it specifies that only men are allowed yeah, to go does, yeah. so the fact that she's a female detective she can't even she yeah. can't, and she doesn't have any male colleagues for some reason so she can't well, get maybe, them to go maybe um, she stops hearing from her boyfriend <gasps> and then his image turns up in a flyer well that's it and that's why she starts investigating and here's the twist about three quarters of the way through is images of men who have yet to go missing Whoa. start appearing on flyers oh man i don't like that <laughs> so it's not now now we're not just trying to work out how where, where she's taking them where mm-hmm. they're going we're also trying to save these men who are about to get killed terrifying yeah i like it i'm in i'm into it good but obviously it's um it's uh, New Year's Eve or with Jules Holland <laughs> that wins. <laughs> so that's the winner. Yeah. Uh, a, a strong week, though. Some Thank you very films. much to everyone that suggested um, movie ideas. I would say uh, up your game because clearly John and mine were the superior. Yeah. But that's fine. That's fine. We, that's why we do this professionally. So if you want to up your game, uh, tweet us at Dream Factory Pod. Um, I think we're the same on all social medias or search yeah. us on Facebook. Yeah, you can't. You can't Send us an email, uh, dreamfactorypod at gmail.com. Yeah. And we will treat your suggestions nicer than we have today. We will be. do, yeah. With nothing but uh, respect. Anyway, we've got to leave because there is a rat-tat-tat at the studio door. And who is it? It's just a flyer that's just oh, that's uh, weird. slid under the door. Someone with... knocked on the door and then slid a... F- oh, my God! <laughs> this is the bit... After the bit where no one actually listens to. 
on our walk here, Joe, mm-hmm. you were talking to me about your Christmas. Yeah. And as much as I am constantly engaged with what you have to say, of, of course, I did have to pause you to, to, to just point out the strangest thing. Yeah, so a man was on a, a standard bicycle. Imagine in your head a bicycle. You've got it. It's a classic <laughs> image. Yeah. yeah, a standard bicycle. Red. What he'd done, strapped an engine to it. And it wasn't like it wasn't supposed to be on the bicycle. It wasn't like one of those bikes where it's got like a built-in electronic engine and you pedal it and it charges it no. up. He just whacked an engine on the side of it. It was the la- it sounded it was so loud. It's, I was like, uh, when at first you hear it, you think, okay, a, a big, big old motor, motorbike's about to come. Yeah, no way. <laughs> you see a red bicycle <laughs> just chugging along. It's great. Very nice. What's the point of that? Yeah, living the dream, though. Christmas present. Yeah, I want a bicycle that sounds like a motorbike. Yeah, and he did that, and he got it. I wonder how much effort he saves himself. Also, what happens to the? <laughs> do the pedals still go round? I think maybe he just had his legs out wide and they were just like spinning around <laughs> the crazy RPM. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, but um, get in touch. Have you ever driven a motorcycle? No. Have you? No. Te- oh. the, the idea terrifies me. Yeah, the idea. I, uh, I struggle driving. I struggle. I struggle. I struggle with cars, bicycles, any kind of vehicle. Really, John's never been on a motorway in a car, for example. How long you had your license? <laughs> I've, dri- no, I've never driven on a motorway. I've been on no, a you motorway. You've never in been on a motorway. It takes you so long to get anywhere. <laughs> Um, how long have you had when your license for? When I get a taxi, for? I'm like, whatever how you long, do. Stop <laughs> avoiding the subject. How long have you had your license for? Years. How many years? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't got it on me, but I let's say five. Five years, never once been on a motorway. Listen to this. The day after I passed my test, guess where I was? M25. The M25, mate. <laughs> just going round and round it. <laughs> out, uh, just out, head out the window. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, and that's, that's what you need to know about uh, me and John. I'm just, I'm just, look, I'm not a confident driver. I don't like parking. I don't like any kind of driving. Parking, you say? Yeah. This Christmas, God, that sounded like, that sounded like the most scripted. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't, you didn't no. even know that was happening. No. I, I wanted it to sound awkward. Oh, thanks, mate. If anything ever sounds bad or awkward in this show, that's because I wanted it to sound that way. Joe, Joe will sometimes have a totally normal conversation whilst tickling my knee just to make me <laughs> sound will. more awkward. It's true. It is true. You shouldn't get your knees out. <laughs> so. I drove a car this Christmas for the first time in about two and a half years. Rental. <laughs> well, you're my hype man. <laughs> Rental. Right, no, I want you to do that for every sentence now, okay? All right? You've, you've made your bed. You've got to lie in it. Okay. All right? It's yeah. a weird thing to do. You said a word that I hadn't even said in the sentence. It was weird. Um, anyway, so I drove a car for the first time in two and a half years this Christmas. Rental. Excellent. Uh, hi, I hired a car from Southend Airport. Excellent services. <laughs> yeah, the guy there was great. He was undeniably great. And also, there was a man behind me in the queue who... Do I have to hype this guy up? <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. That's fine. We had fun with that. Yep. Don't worry about it. I can yeah. see you're under a lot of pressure right now. Right. So I hired my car. I'd already booked it. And I, my plane landed about half an hour before the rental place shut. That half hour? Yeah. Stressful. It's quite stressful. Yeah, Got yeah. through everything fine. Got there. There was a guy behind me at the car hire hadn't even booked this is Christmas Eve 5 o'clock Christmas Eve hadn't even booked a Legend. car it's absolutely ridiculous he was on the phone getting really angry and then he was like I need to book a car and the guy was like oh like did a comedy worried yeah. face because it's Christmas Eve yeah. it's 5 o'clock that guy was about to be in a Christmas film right he was about <laughs> to be in a Christmas movie he? he had massive bags with him clearly full of gifts and no way of getting where he wanted to go yeah I should have offered him a lift shouldn't I nah thinking about it that if, it's a shame that didn't happen before our Christmas episode because that would have been a really great romp. It would have been a really good romp. And instead, we've got to leave it there. Anyway, so I drove, uh, drove really far in my little car to uh, my girlfriend's house. Yep. She lives on a, well, her parents' house. She lives on a busy, they live on a busy 
rid of the residential street. It's permits. It's full up. It's Christmas. You can imagine. It's chock-a-block, right? Yeah. So I had just parked in front of some gates temporarily. Mm. Just left the car there because I've been driving a lot. Wanted to get inside, you know, have a nice warm cup of cocoa, something like that. Five minutes later, girlfriend's mum says, they're Northern Irish, so it's, Hello, there. I can't do the accent. I've been with them quite a lot of Christmas. I still can't do the accent. Northern Irish. Nigh. Hey, nigh. Yeah. That's what they say. If 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 you had to move your car within the R. 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 Move it within, within the, the R. R. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. Anyway, a space appeared. <laughs> yeah. Outside the, the house. It was a small space, John. Now, I've not driven a car in two and a half years. And then I had to parallel park in front of both of her parents. Ooh, isn't, that wow. te- isn't that a terrifying thought? Yeah. I, mean, I hope the car had power steering. <laughs> hey, come on! <laughs> anyway, I nailed it, obviously. Oh, yeah. And that's that. I basically wanted to show off that I'm great at parallel parking, so that's what that whole story is about. Wow. We played a game on Christmas Day. <laughs> I'm glad you're moving on to a new story because I don't want that to be where we finish. We played a game on Christmas Day called Discovering Ireland. <laughs> it <was> made- <laughs> you sent me a screenshot, actually, yeah. A, a photo. It was made a by... A screenshot of a board game. <laughs> <laughs> what world are we living in? It was made by the, uh, the Irish Tourist Board in like 1988 or whatever. Were they playing ironically or they seriously... I think they were... Well, here's the thing, mate. Joel Grove steps up, plays a board game with three Irishmen. Yeah. Irish, two of them Irish women. Three Irish people. People, yeah. Uh, Only bloody won the bugger, didn't I? No way. Yeah, it felt like colonial rule all over again. Is it based on your knowledge of Ireland? You have to... You get given a... Here's the rules. (laughs) Great. Yeah, given two cards, an entry Mm. and exit from Ireland, right? (laughs) And then... Get, exit, exit. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And then you get five destinations within Ireland. Oh, lovely. You start at your entry point. You have to go to the five other points and then to your exit point. Normally, what happens is the entry and the exit are like right next to each other, but you've got to go all the way around Ireland yeah. to visit the places. And you can put roadblocks in to stop other people's things. And there's chance cards, all that jazz, right? Yeah. So you do need some knowledge of Ireland. You need to like know a route fairly well, I guess. That, what, the map doesn't have the places well, it does on. have the places oh, on, but, you know, like, there's places called Kill Kenny and Kill Caddy and Kill <laughs> Ronnie. Yeah, you, yeah. you have to figure out which one of those you're going to. And Anyway, I won. Probably. I discovered Ireland. No way. I felt, I felt like I'd gone to Ireland and conquered it. Wow. And I was now the king of Ireland. Well done, mate. I'm really it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't play a game like that. What did you play? A game called Bears vs. Babies. By the people... The Bears always win, right? Well, that, <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. But apparently not. Apparently these are bloody strong babies. Yeah, I sound like Some it. of them are tiny bears as well. Did you win? No. Pathetic. We'll hopefully see you next week. Yeah. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.